Hi, friends. I'm Leona Evans, co-host of the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. As many of you know, I recently came across some archived audio cassettes from a radio program I hosted for a number of years called Positive Living. Now, for those of you who would like to look through our archives, we have several interviews from this program already aired. One of them is with the famous Wayne Dyer. What a wonderful interview that was. We have one by Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, psychologist and scientist Joan Borisenko, and author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, Jack Canfield. Well, today... Our guest on this archived program is Father Leo Booth, who is a wonderful author, motivational speaker, and an expert on the recovery process, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Now, this show was first aired in 1999 on the Wisdom Radio Network. The sound, the audio, well, it's not perfect, but the content is timeless. Hi, this is Leona Evans on Wisdom Radio with another special edition of Positive Living, bringing you conversations with best-selling authors, powerful speakers, and leading-edge thinkers who share tools and techniques for living a richer, more fulfilling, and abundant life. I know that you'll come away from today's program more in touch with your own inner wisdom as you travel your path to self-discovery. Well, friends, I want you to stay right where you are, right by your radio, because this show is going to be an especially powerful one. Our guest is author, workshop facilitator, Episcopal priest, and recovering alcoholic Father Leo Booth, who believes passionately in helping people to discover their own specialness and dignity. Uh, Father Leo's wonderful book, The God Game, It's Your Move, offers a provocative look at how unhealthy beliefs keep people stuck in a childlike, disempowered relationship with God that doesn't change, even when they change religions or external belief systems. His other wonderful book, When God Becomes a Drug, is a comprehensive examination of the sources of religious addiction and abuse, the effects on religious addicts and their families, and solutions for attaining healthy spirituality. Those two books are absolutely marvelous. They've been life-changing for me, and I am holding in my hand a brand new book called The Wisdom of Letting Go, The Path of the Wounded Soul. Uh, This book was inspired by many, many workshops that Father Leo has done across the country. People from all walks of life were asking the same questions. How do I let go? And I think this is a leading question, an important question for all of us on a spiritual path. Father Leo, welcome to Positive living. Reverend Leona, how lovely to talk with you. So nice. I know. You are just such a wonder. You are just so marvelous, and I'm just so proud to call you friend. It's so good to talk with you again. Uh, Great to talk with you, and I want you to keep me in your prayers tomorrow, because like so many men, I'm going to do what your radio suggests we should do, preventive medicine. I'm going to have a colonoscopy tomorrow. Good for you. And I'm so excited. Well, good for you. Um, Yes, I think that's one of those tests, you know, that and the sigmoidoscopy, that's not necessarily ones we look forward to. But you are looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it because, first of all, it's uh, a request that I made to my doctor and uh, it's all very much part of, I think, the spiritual journey to take care of your body. And this is a way for them to just examine and check 
that part of the body that for many men has caused problems, that I've had no problems, but I want to make sure everything's working in order. Well, I think that is an absolutely wonderful reason to do it. Yeah. And um, I think that reminds each of us, you know, to take our spiritual responsibility and make sure that this God-given body is working as well as we can and um, that we need to nurture it as well as we would nurture any other part of self. Exactly. So, so um, all the listeners, if they would keep me in their thoughts and prayers, as I say, I'm, I'm, I've got no fear. I'm looking forward to it. And... Uh, uh, looking forward to the result that I know is going to be negative and excellent and just wonderful. Absolutely. I couldn't know that any clearer. I'm absolutely cl- clear as a bell about that. I see you healthy, whole, and strong in every way. Thank you. Well, you are, for those of you who don't know, just a light. You are energetic. You are incredibly inspired with humor and wisdom and energy. And it hasn't all been easy for you, has it? No, in fact, I think on the introduction, you mentioned that uh, I'm in recovery from alcoholism, and it is uh, now, this year, this year will be my 23rd year. Wow. And, and, you know, I've said recently at some meetings I attend that I still have, as everybody has, challenges, but today my reaction to the challenges is different from when I was drinking. So uh, uh, to me, it's about how we react and make choices with the challenges that life offers. Yes, and you have been a true way-shower in this area about owning our spirituality, recognizing that we are spiritual by nature, and letting go of some of the old beliefs and superstitions that really keep us locked up. Well, I think one of the, and why, why I always look forward to coming to churches like yours, the Unity Church in San Luis Obispo, is because you use, when I say you, I mean the metaphysical churches, they use a word that is rarely used in Catholic, Episcopal, or Methodist churches. And the word is co-creation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I cannot tell you, Leona, how much of a gift that came to me, because what you emphasize is that we have a role in the ongoing creation of our lives, whether we create relationships, laughter, uh, money, prosperity, health, But we have to take the responsibility to be able to create the kind of world we want to live in. Yes, indeed. It is not what happens to us that uh, denotes our spirituality. It's how we respond to it. Exactly. Yeah, so to know that we have all that we need and that we can make use, right use of our spiritual powers to overcome, uh, to be a real presence for peace and healing in this world, which you are. Well, I appreciate you saying that because uh, I came from a religious system that was so heavily dependent upon God making a choice to do something for us, it did not emphasize our role in the living of our lives. And yet you were able to incorporate that into the Episcopalian religion. Yeah, well, I've certainly uh, spoken at Episcopal conferences, and I do speak at Episcopal churches all over the United States. I'm an associate priest of a church in Los Angeles, so I'm still 
very present in the diocese of Los Angeles with the bishops and clergy. Um, but but I, don't, I don't want to give the impression that um, all of the clergy necessarily agree with what you and I believe in so much, and that is this whole aspect of co-creation. Some of them still are in what I call the more older way of thinking, and that is that maybe, just maybe, God will shine love and light on their lives. I believe, of course, that God is always shining love and light in our lives, but we also have to respond to it. And I think this is the, the great work of your ministry. This book, The Wisdom of Letting Go, it is the hardest thing ever, ever that we have to do. Here on the Table of Contents, Father Leo talks about love, codependency, spirituality, separation, divorce, sexism, sickness, death, racism, violence. Father Leo, share with us a little bit about some of your favorite portions of the book, will you? Yeah, one of the things that I love more than anything in that, I mean, I love all the writings, but I'm particularly touched by the one on love. Um, and, and like a lot of people, Leona, um, I think I've not always um, loved myself uh, the way that was healthy or the way that is going to be productive for me. I was very much a priest who had his energies directed towards other people, and I've suddenly realized that God is happy in heaven. God is smiling down when I start to love myself. And I know I'm not alone because so many people find it so much easier to love others, but not to love themselves. So I had to let go of this idea that I'm a servant towards others and not also somebody who needs to take care and cherish myself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, when I let go in my life, you say here on page 55, I take on the spiritual responsibility to live my life with dignity and passion. And in order for us to really do that, we have to have a healthy self-love, don't we? And, you know, as you probably realize, so many religious people have unfortunately been raised with the idea that if you love yourself, that's selfish. Yes. And, 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 and again, and it's a kind of mutual admiration society here, but I do believe that in churches like Unity, you have a very strong emphasis upon a holistic approach to who we are. And you encourage people to love themselves because... I think you've realized as a church that if you don't love yourself, how can you really be an example of love for other people? Exactly, exactly. It does begin with me. The love begins with me. The peace begins with me. The awareness of God begins with me. And I think, you know, we need to be clear, both you and in all of your writings and myself, my co-author Carol Kiefer, in our book, Spirituality and Self-Esteem, yeah. we're not talking about an ego-centered, um, uh, self-absorbed kind of love. We're oh, yeah. talking about a genuine love, a genuine spirit of goodwill that is a God-given gift, and it rises above ego. I, absolutely. Uh, you know, because you and I still know that there is a selfishness that we can easily move into, and that's incompatible with love. 
So what we're talking about is the kind of love that allows us to be free and open and caring towards... I mean, other people are going to benefit, Leona, when we start to love ourselves. When we don't love ourselves, then what happens is all the people we care about will inevitably suffer. There's no question about it. If we don't love ourselves, then we project our dark side onto others unwittingly, unconsciously. Uh, we endow them with qualities uh, uh, of dislike that we really have not accepted in ourselves. Exactly. And um, we're just not in a position of wholeness. And here on page 25, you have a wonderful prayer. God, I awake to give myself a big hug. Now I'm ready to go out and hug the world. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, lovely. yes, yes. So many of the uh, prayers that I write are really active prayers. As, as you probably know, if there's one word that I connect with my spiritual life today, it is responsibility. I am responsible for the day that I create. You and I are responsible for the kind of show that we're doing for this hour, and I think that I take that responsibility as a gift from God very seriously. Indeed. Um, you know, on page 24 here, the, uh, the uh, writing that precedes this prayer uh, talks about how childish we can be in our efforts to get people to love us. Do you want to talk a bit about how so much of your energy was spent working on people-pleasing at a certain time in your life? Oh, yes. And by the way, when I say a certain time in my life, Leona, I still, probably like yourself, have oh. to battle oh, yes. with that side of me because oh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes I, I'm so concerned to make everybody kind of accept what I'm saying, and I'm so concerned to say, say the right thing for them that, that I really lose my own special insights that God has given. If, you, if you're a preacher and you keep always looking at the faces of the congregation and you're so preoccupied with whether they're enjoying what they're listening to, you can easily forget where you are in what you're trying to say. Oh, I know, I know, and, and you are absolutely right that as we move on our spiritual path, we still get challenged to remember what the most important thing is. I remember you know. seeing a lady once leave the congregation when I was speaking, and I, I thought I'd, I'd upset her. In actual fact, this same lady bought about six of the books the thing is, she had to go to the toilet. <laughs> and, and, and for about two or three minutes, in my mind, that never occurred to me. Right. It was just about her rejecting you. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and it's so funny because everybody, you know, has to go to the toilet. And, and the interesting thing about it is she very much was um, on the same kind of wavelength. And she bought three or four of the books and wanted to uh, give them as gifts. And there you are. You know, when we're self-absorbed, we think that everything's about us, but when we genuinely love ourselves, we can realize that people have other reasons, you know, for doing what they do besides rejecting us. So exactly. That's no, a, exactly. 
Yeah, and, and uh, I think, you know, no matter how long we're on that path, we still have to deal with that and work with it. Speaking of the toilet, I have just turned back to page 22. Oh! Uh-huh. And uh, when you had the microphone on at an inopportune time... I went to the toilet with the microphone on, uh, and everybody, when I came back to the church, said, we know where you've been. <laughs> That's the worst they nightmare. They almost sang it. <laughs> the worst nightmare of anybody who's ever worn a lapel mic, yeah. you know, is to, you know, have a crowd of 500 people shout to you. But Yeah, exactly. Flush the toilet, Father. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but you know the interesting thing, and that is that uh, if we look at life, uh, there's so much humor in the ordinary things of life. And I think sometimes uh, so many of us miss the humor that is at the basis of uh, uh, spirituality. I think it was St. Augustine who said, laughter is the language of God. Oh, yes. Isn't that beautiful? How wonderfully it connects us with one another, how wonderfully it, it brings us back to our center, you know, no matter mm -hmm. how perfect we try to be for all the wrong reasons, we realize that we're truly connected with a whole other dimension of life that gives us the opportunity to laugh and really, really enjoy ourselves. Do, do you have, by the way, at Unity in San Luis Obispo, the photograph of the laughing Jesus? You know, I've seen it. Um, we have a smiling Jesus, but we don't have the laughing one. But I think that's a, you know what, that now that you mention that, uh, he could have, uh, if he had been living in this time, he could have come back to the room after a break and they could have told him the same thing, which made him laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 reason, the reason I was saying that was because I've only just recently, in the last three years, seen the laughing Jesus. And it was amazing to me that when I look at all the photographs and pictures I have of Jesus, he really is rather serious and he's not laughing. And you know, I was so pleased to see that somebody had created the laughing Jesus, because I think it's an important aspect of life. I do, too. We're going to take a break now. You're listening to Positive Living on Wisdom Radio. I'm Leona Evans. We'll be right back. Talking with Father Leo has always been such a special experience for me. He's wise, he's got a great sense of humor, and he is profound in his insights. And so we've taken this original one-hour radio interview and broken it up into two podcast episodes. You have just finished episode one, and so please look for episode two. He's got some great insights to share.